Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via a text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to another Penny for Your Thoughts on the road as we continue to uh, juggle both here with Illini basketball and Penny for Your Thoughts. Uh, We're on the road combining both today as the Fighting Illini men's basketball team plays tonight up here in East Lansing against the Michigan State Spartans. The tip-off time is at 6 o'clock this evening. Our coverage will come your way at 4.30 with Illini game day. We have a two-hour open line today up until 11 o'clock. And again, as you heard the phone numbers mentioned, 356-9397, for the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Or as always, you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Great to have you with us. It is cold and wet up here in East Lansing. We landed yesterday. I know when we left uh, Champaign, it was 59. Landed with the basketball team in East Lansing. And it was 44 degrees, and it was wet. So went from a warm rain to a cold rain here in East Lansing as uh, we get ready for basketball tonight. Of course, lots of uh, national news to talk about. Already have some emails and texts into our um, location here regarding the shootings down in Parkland, Florida. Of course, the funerals are ongoing there. A lot of talk about what to do. Uh, Gun control advocates are out, of course. The students are uh, protesting. They had uh, kind of what they called a die-in in front of the the White House, uh, I guess, yesterday. So that has been national headlines. What to do about that? If you have some thoughts, feelings on all of that, we can uh, certainly get into that today. Also, uh, the uh, news, of course, locally uh, in the Sunday paper, Julie Wirth had a couple of big articles about uh, reaction to and about the uh, Paint the Hall Chief uh, issue that was in the Sunday paper regarding the uh, ball game coming up on uh, Thursday night against Purdue. Also, a big article by Julie on uh, Sunday with the uh, new prospective students for the U of I and Carl uh, College of Medicine there on the Urbana-Champaign campus. So that certainly uh, has been discussed. A lot of sports news, Major League Baseball making some news in regards to trying to shorten the length of baseball games. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Speaking of baseball, Anthony Rizzo, one of the uh, stars for the Chicago Cubs, was over at the uh, Parkland, Florida High School. That's where he graduated from. He's an alum of that particular high school, so we'll uh, read about and hear about that a little bit today. And also a, a sad note, Tom Burns, who is uh, what a local surveyor, engineer, uh, was also in the State House over in Springfield for a, a little while, uh, has passed away, we understand. So we'll uh, talk about that a little bit along the way here this morning. And uh, take your phone calls, emails, and text here today as we uh, move along this morning up until 11 o'clock. So Lots of news, both uh, national, local, emails, texts, phone calls, all welcome on an open line here today. Back in studio tomorrow, and of course, a busy basketball week with Purdue coming in Thursday. We then go to Rutgers over the weekend, play there Sunday, and then at the Big Ten Tournament coming up, which starts a week from tomorrow. So all of that is up for discussion today, 
If there's something else you want to bring up, that's what an open line is for here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. And we'll come back today, the 20th day of February. Man, is February gone fast? It always does. We'll come back with more after this on A Penny for Your Thoughts on a Tuesday. Welcome back to A Penny for Your Thoughts. We are in East Lansing, Michigan here this morning where it's uh, rainy and a little colder than it is in Champaign. I'm Brian Barnhart with you until 11 o'clock today. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357. You can email us, talk at WDWS.com. All right, already have some emails in, some people getting on board early. Larry in Champaign says, who but President Trump would turn a national tragedy, tragedy, the Florida shootings, into a tweet storm about himself. No empathy, no conscience, pure narcissism. He's unstable, not very bright, definitely not fit for office that uh, email in from Larry and Champagne and then also got one in today here as well from Bill he says everyone in the country is saddened by Parkland Florida but it doesn't make high schoolers suddenly become policy experts they want the government to solve the problem with legislation the same government that so blatantly failed to act already one of the students blamed President Trump for not acting saying he controls everything he doesn't and Bill goes on to say uh, congressional Democrats controlled both houses under President Obama and did nothing, but no one blames them. Let's blame the shooters and figure out how to stop them while preserving our right to defend ourselves and our nation. All right. And also, uh, yesterday was mentioned, somebody mentioned the halftime show at the State Farm Center. We had the uh, guys that were doing the trampoline and dunking the ball. Uh, and there was a reference made to the Jesse White Tumblers. Uh, no, those were not the Jesse White Tumblers. They have their own uh, gymnastic show they put on. But it was a couple of young men who were um, <laughs> doing, doing a lot of fun stuff there with the uh, trampolines and the uh, dunking of the basketballs the other day at the game with Nebraska. All right, uh, we're at three five six nine three nine seven. President Trump says he is supportive of efforts to improve the federal background check system and sharing of mental health. And criminal records. There are also a couple of uh, bills, I guess, uh, percolating or potential bills in Congress regarding some type of uh, background check. So that is in the news today as well at the national level. I'm sure that's on a lot of people's minds today. All right, let's go to the uh, phones here. Our first caller today is Henry. Good morning, Henry. How are you? Yeah, hey, Brian. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing okay up here in East Lansing. Good. Hope the weather's better there than here. Uh, um, not much. <laughs> uh, first, yeah, first thing is that uh, email from Larry. Uh, my suggestion to him is just lose this ignorant hate. You know, I'm, I'm just so sick and tired of these people that are just piling on Trump. You know, it wasn't like Trump shot these kids himself. Uh, where the failure is was the FBI. And the FBI not only have failed there, and also local law enforcement, as much as everybody has kind of, you know, been playing them up, they, they went to that house 39 different times, the local law enforcement, and, and nothing happened. And the FBI had two, two separate warnings about this kid. And all we get is blather about First Amendment rights and that, you know, this kid can say what he wants, but until he gives the date and time, there's no actionable, uh, you know, intelligence per se. And I actually heard that last night from an FBI agent. I couldn't believe it. But they not only failed there, they failed with the Stephen Paddock. Uh, there were some warnings about that in Las Vegas, and there's other issues. Also in the 
Pulse nightclub shooting. There was actionable intelligence there, as well as out in San Diego, where there was a couple that shot up people, a Muslim couple that killed people. And also the Dylan Roof uh, fella, uh, that apostate pagan who killed those nine uh, Christian uh Christians at a black church, they had uh, they blew a background check on him big time. And so what I'm hearing about, we need more background checks and all this stuff. The problem is, is that legal authorities aren't acting on the laws that they already have already. And that's very frustrating, and I'm sure that's frustrating to you too. Well, and the thing that's discouraging for me, and I, I think everybody's kind of expressed this, is it's almost like there's a and I'm not trying to diminish all this, but it's like a giant play. And when it, when a really tragic event happens like this, it's almost like, okay, cue this group that blames the NRA. Cue this political group that blames, you know, uh, this organization or that organization or we're not doing this, we're not. And it just, it's, it's what makes me so discouraged is it just, it's the same arguments over the same things over and over and over again. And, and, and there's no one answer that's going to solve it. There's not one NRA member that has, that has conducted or engaged in any kind of attempt at or mass shooting. But we do know that there was a Bernie Sanders. Hello? You there, Henry? We may have lost him. Okay, sorry, Henry. If you want to call back, feel free. I, I don't know what happened there. We lost you. Next up is Doug. Hey, Doug, good morning. How are you? Welcome to Penny. Hey, morning, Brian. You know, rainy day here. Incredible technology. We can do a show from East Lansing back home. <laughs> you know, uh, Henry was right on the money, but the other thing, I want a fundamental thing. we got to go back at what's happened in the schools. I mean, bullying is absolutely rampant within the schools. you got all the problems with the kids being then. This kid was obviously thrown out of the school, so he had some type of a gr- uh, grudge to get at. No family support. you got behavior is broken. Parents are not disciplining the kids or teaching them how to behave in schools or much less in the community. So we're seeing all of this thing all broken down all around. And so with the failure to enforce the law, as Henry was absolutely adequate, I mean, just perfect right on the money, we got to back to the fundamental thing. When people don't have any discipline, they don't know how to treat people correctly, there's no parental control or support, the schools are broken. Uh, today's paper is saying how bad the academic achievement is in the area. And that goes back to the fact that I was a school teacher. We have maybe uh, 10 or 15 minutes of effective teaching in a 50-minute period because of the discipline problems. And it's a massive problem. So we have to find out what triggered this horrible, horrific event over and over again. And we keep finding out there was something in these kids' lives or people's lives that tripped them over to where they're going to attack society and everybody else to get back and get even for what they perceived as bad. So no discipline, no parental control. This kid didn't have any parents, obviously. I mean, where's the fundamental thing that yeah. needs to come back to talk about it? Yep, there's a, it all starts at home in my mind, but there's a breakdown there. Uh, there's a, a breakdown somewhere with the sharing of information, whether it's mental health or background or, you know, missing signals. And I know anymore it's, it's kind of hard because anymore we tend to want to you know, we want privacy. We want to stay out of each other's business. We don't want, I don't, you know, that's how you get the, you know, how does a, a kidnapping occur where you've got these people locked in a home for years and the neighbors don't know, you know what I mean? We're just kind of apart from each other uh, in, in that sense. But also 
um, you know, the, the sharing of information. I, I think there was one bill, I think John Cornyn is backing a bill in the, the Senate that uh, has to do with provide financial incentives to states and federal agencies to work harder to comply with laws requiring them to report criminal and mental health records to the National Instant Criminal Background Check System. And uh, the shooter at the Texas church had been allowed to buy guns despite having a criminal record because the Air Force failed to share his records with the FBI. Yeah, those kind of things are going on. It's it's a total failure all the way around, but it comes back to a simple thing. God's been pulled out of our schools, out of our community, the behavior, the Ten Commandments, the fundamental things. How do you behave towards each other? How do you resolve a problem? We have teachers and kids who come into class, and they're they're menacing, they're offended by anything, they want to fight. This is what they're taught. And that is flat wrong. And we've got to go back to the fundamental thing of putting education, behavior, discipline, of all things back in. And then when a kid or somebody's in trouble, find out why and get them to help. And it's going to be a lot more than mental health because mental health is just simply failure. Most of the time they give them these black box drugs that create the transfer of the brain to where suicide or misbehavior is going to happen. I don't know, a nightmare, a tragedy, a nightmare, and then the focus seems to be on the wrong thing again. Yeah, that's what happens, and that's what's discouraging to me is it becomes a, a circular argument, you know, over and over and over again with the same, and there you mix in the politics in it, and then it really gets, and people just go, you know, do something, but, you know, what do you do? And that, and that's where we're at. I mean, it's just familiar arguments round and round again, so. People want everybody else to do something rather than accept responsibility for their own kids, their own children, their own behavior. Hey, Doug, thanks for the call today. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. Good to hear from you, as always. And we are at 922. We're on Penny for Your Thoughts. Uh, Let's go back to the phones. And Alan joins us this morning. Hi, Alan. Good morning. Hello, Brian. Uh, A little soggy down here today, but I'm sure pretty much I worry everywhere up in the Midwest. Yeah, it's Uh, soggy and colder up here. Yeah, well, it's 60, 65. Let's talk about maybe a record down here. <laughs> 71 or 2, somewhere in there. But at least we got that. Uh, on the lighter note, I agree with the gentleman before you about all the, all that. But on the lighter note, talk sports a little bit. Is Ethan Happ a junior or a senior? Ethan Happ is a junior, I do believe. Okay. If I recall correctly. Well, I watched the uh, Wisconsin-Minnesota game, and Minnesota just flat. Blew the game, in my opinion. I don't know if you got to see it or not. Did not see it. I know it went overtime, right? Yeah, it went overtime. But Minnesota had a three-point lead, and Jordan Murphy had a second of a one-and-one, and and he missed it, and they fouled on him. So Wisconsin went down the other. And this is less than 15 seconds ago. Wisconsin shot a free throw, made it, but missed the second one, but got the rebound. And they called a couple timeouts, and, and they got the half and they got an overtime, and Minnesota was done after that. Hmm. So I kind of know the feeling. Yeah, well, <laughs> boy, Minnesota's just gone completely in the tank. Oh, yeah. I don't think Coffee's even playing either. Boy, I guess he's still hurt. Wow. Uh, on baseball, the change of the six-charge uh, six uh, compasses you can have. Yeah, six visits to the mound, I saw. That. Yeah, let's talk about the, how to get around that already. Supposing you have early in the game when the pitch is not pitching very well and you come out and talk to him and then you finally decide he doesn't have it that day, then you take him out. That's two. Right off the bat, you only got four for the rest of the game. That's, uh, I don't know. 
I don't know how that's going to work. And they never have to say what the penalty was if you decide to do more than six. I don't know what that would be. And then you yeah. got extra innings. I didn't how read that, that either. And apparently they're not counting where the pitcher leaves the game. Oh, okay. Words, Just if you remove – if the pitcher's coming out, that doesn't count. But oh, okay. From what uh, I understand. But uh, oh, okay. you do have six that's cutting down on the – you know, the catchers going to the mound or the pitching coach running to the mound and, and trying to cut oh, down at least. They're including the catchers too? Um, I believe so. I have to, re, I have to reread that, but yeah. I'd... Okay. Well, if that's the case, then uh, if that makes more sense. That's the one thing I was going to suggest. We need to stop all the catchers going out there like they do. <laughs> it's ridiculous, especially if you're at the game yourself and then you're out there all the time. Even Melina gets on my nerves about doing that sometimes. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check that I'm gonna double check that, but I think that's right. Well, I hope you're right, so that that makes more sense. They need to speed the game up somehow. We just don't have any Bob Gibson games anymore. <laughs> yeah, when the games were two oh five, they're trying to get them under three hours now. I remember when they used to start at eight o'clock and saying, "Listen, they'd be done by ten o'clock," especially if Gibson was pitching. Yeah, I did a minor league game what several years ago. It was just over an hour, which was. Uh, <sighs> Almost, almost no impossible. Way. Wow. <laughs> Everybody must have been swinging the first pitch. Uh, it was. It was the last game of the regular season. <laughs> no wonder. Everybody yep. wanted out of there. That's right. They wanted out. All right. Thanks, Brian. Hey, thanks, Alan. Good to hear from you. We've got Dave on the line. We've got more emails and texts. We'll get to those. We need a break, though, here as we'll continue with more after this on Penny for Your Thoughts from East Lansing. We are back on a penny for your thoughts this morning. We are broadcasting from East Lansing, Michigan. Uh, Jim Lewis helping us out in studio, answering the phone and getting us all set up with our uh, show today. Ed Bond is engineering here on site. Glad you're with us. Yes, the uh, six visits to the mound does include the catchers. Uh, Major League Baseball USA Today says the sight of Gary Sanchez repeatedly calling time to go confer with his pitcher. Uh, will become, well, at least a little less frequent. The New York Yankees catcher has been among the most egregious offenders when it comes to slowing games down to a crawl with frequent mound visits, a practice that grew especially aggravating during the 2017 postseason. So those are one of the, uh, that is one of the uh, changes Major League Baseball made. Also, Major League Baseball will install new telephone lines from dugouts to video replay rooms. Major League Baseball says the lines will be monitored and a person familiar with the decision, says all conversation on the lines will be recorded, according to an anonymous source. All right, good morning uh, from one listener here, a Chicago Bears fan. He says, good morning. I totally agree with the caller, Doug. The problem with society starts in the home. The old school way of raising our children has long been gone. No accountability and no morals. How can someone claim to be so private but share their every move on a social media outlet? All right, back to the phones here before the headlines. News headlines coming up in a moment. Dave is hung up. How are you? Yes, good morning, Brian. You do a great job. And uh, it just uh, the thought comes to mind, the, the situation and uh, the discussion is so dynamic about the school shooting and it's so repetitive and everything. But uh, it seems in the discussion, I just wonder, and not – from a critical standpoint, but from a problem-solving standpoint, you know, all politics are local. What, you know, uh, ability or input the school board, the local school board, who has their children go to the school, have 
in the decisions involving the security and hardening the target, okay? That's all I got to say. I'll get off the air. Okay. Well, thank you. I know there's – appreciate it. Thank you, Dave. All right. We'll talk more about that. Yeah, I know uh, Rush was talking a little bit yesterday about what concealed carry. You know, that's what he was – his idea was in the schools. You know, do you – do you stop making schools such a soft target for these guys that come in and want to just shoot people? I mean, how do you do the How do you increase security? Do you have, um, you know, uh, places of entry with uh, electronic, you know, uh, detectors, uh, you know, like you do at airports? I mean, do you, do you do that? How far do you go to keep kids safe? And have we reached that point? Anyway, just a, a thought on that. All right, we're going to continue. We have news headlines, more emails and texts. We're on a penny for your thoughts. We'll continue with more after the news headlines here on DWS. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217 351 5357. And we are back on a penny for your thoughts this morning from East Lansing, Michigan. And we're taking your phone calls, emails, and texts today. Of course, the shooting down in Parkland, Florida has been a big story the last few days. The students protesting in front of the White House. The funerals are ongoing. The usual discussion with gun control and what to do about background checks and all of that continues to be discussed. We've got uh, a text here from Bill. He says, does Tom Kasich work with CNN? CNN posted the Florida legislators that received money from the NRA. He says, uh, Tom, some of that money was mine, and I'm proud to have given it and happy to have my congressman get it. He says the NRA is a grassroots organization that supports and teaches gun safety and defends the Second Amendment. There are 5 million of us, and not all are gun owners. That is from Bill this morning. And let's go back to the phones here briefly, and we've got Richard on the line. Hi, Richard. Good morning, Brian. How are hey, you? Before I get to what I – pardon? Go ahead. How are you? Oh, I'm fine for an old guy. Um, <laughs> I wanted to give you kudos for uh, a response to a woman who called in uh, a call after I called in last week, and you uh, bravely quoted or started to quote that uh, verse in Chronicles, if my people – who are called by my name, will humble themselves. Um, The reason I called in, um, I'm ashamed of anyone who calls himself a Democrat uh, and votes democratically. Um, I am reminded of a man by the name of Rahm Emanuel, who when he was in the White House, what, chief counsel? or I I don't, he was either uh, over the White House. Chief of staff, I think. I think staff, he was chief yeah, of staff at one point. You know, he um, he made a statement, uh, you shouldn't let a crisis go to waste. Someone pointed out that uh, the Obama administration had control of both houses and, of course, the executive, and they didn't do anything significant about gun control. Um, <clears throat> and there were some shootings during his, uh, during his tenure in the White House. But... Um, how there was no moral outrage at a statement by Emanuel and how he could uh, continue to uh, remain in, in office as a, as a Democrat is beyond me. 
because it's clear that they don't care what the character of the crises is. They're going to milk it to their advantage, their political advantage. And look at what they've done with these kids down there. And those kids will be voting in a few years. And uh, I, I just think it's a shame what uh, the Democratic Party is. And I'm not. I'm not a Republican. Uh, I'm not a diehard Republican. Most of the time I will vote for them. But I was upset with Rauner uh, coming out for a woman's right to choose. Well, anyway, uh, those are my thoughts, uh, Brian. Okay. Thank you. Good day. All right. Thank you, Richard. We're at three five six nine three nine seven. And also you can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357. Email us, talk at wdws.com. We've got uh, the ball game tonight, Illinois and Michigan State tonight at 6 Central, 430 Illini game day with Scott Beatty. We're up in East Lansing. We're doing basketball tonight. And look who I found wandering the halls in the hotel in East Lansing is Martin O'Donnell. I just missed you, Brian. Martin, you know there's no there's no football tonight, right? You serious? <laughs> what am I doing here? How, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm yeah, great. How are you? On, as a fan, right? On the trip? yeah, here just as a fan, you know, kind of representing Busey, my employer. So yeah. it's it's fun seeing the other half here. Yeah. So what are you going to do today? Well, I think we're going to get a little facility tour at uh, Michigan State, which will be interesting, knowing all the things that are going on in Champaign with the football performance center. So being able to kind of compare and contrast a little bit there. But uh, uh, I don't know. You know, got to do some work obviously kind of in between things but uh no i'm excited to be up here it's been a lot i don't i don't think i've been in east lansing since 2006 so um you know getting a chance to see the campus and the campus town a little bit now you played michigan state a couple of times and i think were you involved in ron zook's first win yeah here? yeah a yeah we, ten win? yeah here in 2006 and you know we were talking a little bit beforehand i think we played michigan state four out of five years that, that i was at illinois um and it's, it's been quite a drought since we played them in football i mean we played them two years ago but we, we've been playing them very intermittently um so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see the game tonight. <laughs> well, it's good to have you here, and uh, I know that uh, you've been watching the football program here with the mm-hmm. performance center being built, the new quarterbacks. We had you on last time about needing some quarterbacks. Well, we got some, I guess. With the Yeah, they grabbed three. Class. <laughs> yeah, yeah which, is, which is great. I mean, I think uh, I like that approach. You know, obviously you have Cam Thomas coming back, and I think, uh, you know, Cam did some really good things as a true freshman, and now with Rod Smith there as a quarterback's coach and the offensive coordinator, uh, certainly look for him to take a big step. But I, th- I like the fact that, you know, that Lovey and his staff, you know, you identify an area of need, and then you go in, you you spend three scholarships on it, bringing in three true freshmen. And, I, you know, I feel confident that, you know, one of these guys is going to be able to establish themselves at that position, but also will have depth there. And, again, all mobile quarterbacks, which is which is a big thing. We saw last year, you know, it's a different offense when Jeff George came in versus uh, Cam Thomas or even Chase Crouch a little bit. Yeah. Martin, of course, works with me on the football broadcast. Doug will be with me tonight for the basketball broadcast. So you want to do any color tonight? No basketball. Did you play basketball? No, I, I, I played. I played a little bit in high school. I was going to play before my sophomore year, and then uh, decided to focus on on football and and shot put and discus. So I wasn't. Uh, I was like Dennis Rodman with less offense. Yeah, you ready for the is zone tonight? I don't, the real question is, are they are they ready for me? Yeah. I mean, that, that's the real question here, Brian. Yeah. Well, I'll let you go. You've got your coffee, and you're just wandering by. So I thought, well. Let's just throw him on here for a couple of minutes. No, so. happy to do yeah. it. Happy to be here, and uh, you know, looking forward to, to spring ball starting up here soon. I know you're you're still pushing your way through basketball season, but uh, right. uh, speaking of basketball, briefly, I mean, I, I was excited. I was at the game on on Sunday. Sunday. That was a great game, and you know, I love the fact that you got some of this positive momentum. And you know, this team is out there, and they're I mean, they're playing their hearts out every night. So they're they're fun to watch, and you know, I'm excited about uh, the state of both programs and, and where they're going. All right, hey Martin, thank you. Hey, thanks for having I'll me. Let you go. Go drink your coffee. Good of the day. He's going to be uh, visiting and uh, some facilities up here.
Martin O'Donnell with us here for a couple of minutes. All right, let's go back to the phones as we continue on a penny for your thoughts here in East Lansing. Kevin is with us this morning. Hi, Kevin. Hey, Brian. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, I got a Tom Burns story for you. I used to okay. sit by him in basketball for years. And before they uh, redid the State Farm Center, we, did, we didn't sit by each other for the last couple, but for years I sat by him. In every game, he would critique the national anthem singer, uh, what, good or bad, thumbs up or thumbs down. And I always got a kick out of seeing what he thought of whoever was singing the national anthem. And uh, he was a state legislator uh, before they redistricted it. And uh, he lost to uh, oh, Noemi Jacobson, I think it was. Yep, that is and, correct. Uh, he, he was bitter about that because he – uh, was always uh, good for ag and everything. So I just wanted to share that. Well, thank you. I appreciate you doing that, Kevin. Alrighty. Yep. Have a good one. Good to hear from you. We're at three five six nine three nine seven. We're moving right along here this morning. Nine forty three is our time. Let's see here. We have another text in. It says, "I won't be lectured on gun control from someone who thinks it's okay to kill babies." That. Uh, text coming in today. Also a question about Mike Madigan. Isn't Madigan up for re-election? I haven't noticed any commercials. I don't know. if Does he ever run commercials? I don't know if he needs to. He's won his district so many times. He's been the Speaker of the House for so long. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess he occasionally has an opponent of some sort, but uh, he's won that same district forever and been the Speaker of the House and the man in charge uh, forever as well. All right, uh, let's go back to the phones. Joe is with us this morning. Hi, Joe. Joe, how are you? Good. Good. <clears throat> hey, I've got a couple of questions to ask about the six uh, six visits to the mound. Is there a penalty if they go over six, or how's that working? Well, that's what I'm trying to read. I've called up a couple of different articles, and I'm, I'm trying to see if there is a penalty involved. I don't know if what that means <laughs> beyond and then, what, that what if the, what, if, what if the pitcher approaches the catcher is that is that a visit you know that's a good question <laughs> you know who and initiates then, the also, visit yeah you, you, also you would think that they could speed up the game five or ten minutes a game by just uh, why should the pitcher in the bullpen warm up out there for 20 minutes and then come up and warm up another five minutes on the mound yeah. that's a good point why do they do that? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to hear your comments on all that. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm going to have to read and see uh, if there's any more in-depth on what the penalty is. Would there be a fine involved? Would you um, – I mean, I, I don't know what how they would um, enforce all of that as far as that goes. I do know – I like your idea about coming into the game. If you've been warming up for a few minutes, why not just start the game? Go to the mound and start pitching. I realize all mounds are maybe a little different, but they're close enough as far as being uniform. Uh, you know, we put basketball players right back in a ball game, or if they haven't played, they haven't been warming up for a few minutes. So I kind of like the way you're thinking there. I can tell you they're, uh, they, one of the other things they agreed to was on the commercial breaks for local television, they're going to put those at two minutes and five seconds now for national broadcast 225 and for postseason broadcast 255, the commercial length in between innings. So maybe that'll knock a few minutes off as well. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with some more for you. We'll take your phone calls, emails, and texts as we continue here from East Lansing, Michigan. We're glad you're with us on this uh, rainy day, rainy and warm back home. Not too cold up here in East Lansing. A little uh, 
cooler, but uh, considerably colder yesterday. And we've got the ball game for you tonight at 6, Illinois and the Spartans. We'll come back with more after this on Penny. We are back on Penny for your thoughts. Glad you're with us here on this Tuesday morning. We've hit the 20th day of February, so we're going to be in March here before you know it. We're in East Lansing, Michigan tonight for Illini men's basketball. All right, a couple of things here real quick. The number of visits by catchers during games has increased in recent years. Talking about the new rules limiting a team to six mound visits during a nine-inning game. Uh, the average time of a ball game has gone from two hours and 46 minutes in 2005 to a record three hours and five minutes last season. And I'll have more on this here as we uh, continue with, uh, as I dig up more information on the new rules for Major League Baseball. Right now, uh, Bill Black has uh, jumped on with us here real quick. Uh, Bill, good morning to you. I know you're in Springfield. you got to get to a meeting here at 10. But I know I uh, just wanted to talk briefly about a guy that you worked with in the State House a little bit, Tom Burns, who just passed away. Well, it's certainly a, a privilege for me to talk about Tom Burns. And, Brian, I'd rather have two root canals today than talk about the passing of a good and decent man in, in Tom Burns. I, I thoroughly enjoyed him. He was an excellent legislator. Um, but this place in Springfield can, can chew up a lot of good people, and it's a shame that they did so to Tom. Yeah, how long was he, was he served? Did he serve one term or two? I'm trying to remember. I think he was about one and a half terms, as I recall. I think he was uh, appointed to, I mean, that's a long time ago, Brian, and I've slept since then, but <laughs> he wasn't here very long, but he made an impact. He, he, the man had integrity, credibility, and yet because he was an engineer uh, and they designed road projects or helped people design road projects and other things, infrastructure, he was attacked unmercifully by people as a conflict of interest, feathering his own nest. I don't think Tom Burns would put a feather in his nest if you ask him to do it. He was yeah. just a, a class act, really was. Yeah, and uh, he had a real pillar in the community. He was involved in so many different things in the community. And I, I think, as you know, being a good uh, legislator is having a good sense of the pulse of your district, of what's important to your the people you're representing, and I, I know that Tom, I got to know him a little bit, I know he was very conscientious about that. Very conscientious about everything he did over here. Um, understood ethics long before people in Springfield could spell it. Um, was very careful, very cautious. Uh, would often ask other people, do you think I might be in conflict of interest? And if somebody said, well, maybe, I don't know, he would abstain. And I think a lot of times he abstained when he didn't have to. But that's that's the kind of man he was. Um, upfront, straight talker, straight shooter. His word was his bond. And back in the day, <laughs> Brian, that wasn't always the case in Springfield. That's why I thought he was such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Tom Burns passed away last night in case you were just joining us today. We're just talking to Bill Black for a couple of minutes. He's got a meeting to get to, and I guess he was, a, what, a victim of kind of a redrawn district eventually? Well, he really was, and, and uh, that that happens. I I survived three remaps, um, but I, I was, my district was always treated, I think, fairly, so I don't have any major um, tom-toms to beat, and that's not politically correct to say tom-tom today, uh, but it, it, Tom's district was taken away from him by a very carefully drawn map. I went door to door for Tom in that election and uh boy it was a 
it was a, a, a an awakening moment for me. Uh, some of the people that we uh, tried to convince to vote for Tom, it, uh, we met some people who just didn't want to talk to anybody if you weren't a Republic, if you weren't a Democrat. Yeah. Well, uh, Bill, good to visit with you. I know this was uh, tough and on short notice, and I, I thank you for doing that. And I know you've got to get to a what a procurement meeting. Yes, a procurement and policy board meeting. Uh, we have a couple of leases that we're going to act on today and uh, a complaint about a computer contract. Imagine a complaint about a contract in the state of Illinois. I just <laughs> wonders will never cease. <laughs> All right, Bill. Hey, good to catch up with you. We'll catch up with you again sometime. Good to talk to you, Brian, and okay. uh, bring home a victory today, will you? Go yes, we're going we're gonna to try to do that. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Bill. All right, that's Bill Black. Of course, uh, still well-known, longtime representative uh, in the state house, and uh, a friend of Tom Burns, uh, who just passed away, and we just uh, wanted to get his thoughts on that uh, and and Tom's passing. All right, uh, let's go back to the phones here at 9:54. We've got an open line going up until 11, and we've got uh, let's see, Don. I think is next. Hi, Don. Hey, good morning. Uh, you were asking earlier if we were at that point where we need a security guard in the schools in this country. Do you really think we're not? I mean, if a kid can carry an AR-15 into the school, yes, I think we're at that point. And I think it proves that it's just totally politicized. I mean, now what? we got to have a debate whether we want to do that or whether we're going to do that. They didn't think about twice. They didn't think twice about doing that at the assembly hall. I mean, it's crazy. And, uh, I, I I can't sugarcoat it, Dita. I agree with the text earlier. Uh, these are the same people that think it's okay to suck out a six-month-old baby's brain. All right. Hey, Don, thank you. Yep. Appreciate it. Three five six nine three nine seven. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I know that's been discussed. I know they've had. Uh, they've got resource officers in schools, and and you know a, a police presence. You'll have an officer if you drive by. Uh, any high school, you'll see a couple of police cars out front, and, and they've got the resource officers who are getting to know the kids on a on a daily basis and just kind of maintain general order. I know there's been a lot of talk about, you know, hey, uh, that was my big question at the time when we found out later, you know, how this, this guy, this killer that went into the school in Florida, how, how did he just get in there? I mean, what what happened? Well, it turned out it was a time when the – when the the guards were kind of down because it was at the very end of school, dismissal, getting buses ready, and that's when he went in apparently and 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 did what he did. So tighten all that up. How do you not just create a police state inside a school and but also keep kids safe when they're when they're probably you know it's a soft target. These guys know that. So so um, anyway, just uh, your thoughts on that. Uh, let's see here. Do we have uh, Chapin Rose on? Hey, Chapin, how are you? We got a couple of minutes, but uh, you want to talk about Tom Burns? Yeah. Hey, Brian. Um, I'd like to offer my thoughts and Tom. And what a, first of all, what a great, great individual, what a great human being he was. Uh, enormously funny guy, bright guy, gave back. I mean, I mean, well after his time in the legislature, he was still teaching students and engineering over at the U of I. But if I could just share one quick story. When I first ran, I hadn't been elected, and I was, after that remap that Bill Black just got done talking about, I picked up quite a bit of Tom's, uh, the, the older part of Tom's district, particularly Douglas County, and I was down there walking in a parade, um, campaigning for the for election, and here's Tom Burns, and, and I said, Tom, I said, you know, this is, uh, you know, you've got the remap, but I'm surprised to be here. 
and I'll never forget this. He says, you know what? These people supported me. I still represent this area, and I want to know them. I want them to know how much I appreciate their support. And that's the kind of guy Tom Burns was. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he came back down, even though he didn't need it anymore. You know, it wasn't his area anymore. And he stood there and said, thank you. And um, I, I, as, as Bill Black said, I always just thought that was just such a class act move by Tom. And, and uh, you know, I'll say it again, a lot of people said it, but it's a big loss to our community. He meant a lot to a lot of people, obviously his family. But, boy, I'll tell you what, uh, his family shared him with a lot of people over the years, and, and we appreciated it. Yeah. Hey, Chapin, great to hear from you. Thank you for expressing those thoughts yep. for us today. Yep. Have a nice day, oh. All right. I appreciate it. All right, uh, Jim, let's take a one-minute break, shall we? And we'll come back, and then we'll wrap it up for this hour. One-minute timeout. Back in a moment. Ryan Barnhart with you today. We're on a penny for your thoughts. Lots of great conversation today. Keep the emails coming, the texts coming. Uh, the text line is 3515357. You can Email us, talk at WDWS.com. We're approaching the top of the hour. Jim from Muhammad says the umpire will simply disallow any illegal trips. Talking about the limits of uh, trips to the mound. Got some more information on that. We'll continue to talk about the uh, whole shooting down in Florida, if you'd like to continue to do that as well, and the passing of Tom Burns. All of that today has been the topic the first hour. We'll come back with more after this. It's 10 o'clock, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. And welcome back to A Penny for Your Thoughts coming your way today from East Lansing, Michigan. Through the wizardry of Ed Bond technological advances, Jim Lewis back in our studio. I'm with you here in East Lansing. We've had a lot of good uh, conversation today in regards to the uh, shooting down in Parkland, Florida. Uh, that's always any time a, a, just a terrible, terrible story like that happens. It just fuels a lot of topic about uh, topics regarding gun control, better exchange of information, mental, criminal health records, what can be done, safety in schools. I mean, these are our kids we're talking about. We're sending them to school, and these things are happening. And it's just frightening uh, to no end, of course, and what can be done. And and then uh, what's, again, as I said in the first hour, was discouraging to me is just the circular arguments. And it's like, okay, cue this person. Okay, cue that group. Cue this, cue that. And just goes in endless discussion and uh, what can be done. So that's what happens in these cases, and, and that's been a lot of the conversation today. Martin O'Donnell stopped by to say hello, my uh, color analyst for football. We've got a basketball game tonight here in East Lansing. Of course, we had the passing of Tom Burns, who was well-known in the community and uh, formerly in the State House for uh, a little while. Heard from Bill Black on him a little bit from Chapin Rose and uh, other conversation as well along the way. And, of course, the uh, new rules in Major League Baseball regarding mound visits as they try to speed up the game, the number of times you can go to the mound to talk to the pitcher. We'll talk more about that in this hour as well. We'll take our opening break, and we'll come back with the second hour of Penny for Your Thoughts. Keep it moving with the phone calls, 356-9397. You can email us, talk at WDWS. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357. Benny texted us uh, in the last hour and meant to mention this. He was asking if uh, Jim ever did the show, Penny, for your thoughts from a location while he was doing the games. And we don't think he did with Penny. We know he did with Saturday Sports Line for several years with Lauren Tate when they would travel with the sports teams. But uh, just trying to think if there's any examples of Penny, for your thoughts, can't really come up with it. Uh, other than the Saturday Sportsline show. So that's a good question from Benny. But, yes, we are doing that, and we're with you today. We'll be with you next week early in the week from the Big Ten Tournament as well. 
in New York City. So there's more to come. We'll take an opening break. Back with more after this on A Penny for Your Thoughts, hour number two straight ahead. Penny for Your Thoughts continues here from East Lansing, Michigan. Got an email from Matt in Homer as we continue to discuss all the uh, national topics of the day, local topics as well. He says, we can do nothing and these shootings will continue to happen or we can ban certain kinds of guns and these shootings will continue to happen. Only lawful citizens will play by the rules. People bent on evil will not be stopped or influenced by any law. That is from Matt in Homer. 356-9397 is how you can join us on the phones. Uh, you can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357, and email us, talk at wdws.com. Uh, Tom Costello is on the line with us this morning. I know he was a good friend of uh, Tom Burns, who just passed away last night. Uh, Tom, thanks for coming on here for a couple of minutes. I know he was uh, a good friend of yours. Uh, good morning, Brian. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, Tom, Tom and I were uh, we were friends. Uh, he was a, a fellow that enjoyed life, and uh, it was fun to be around him, and, and, and uh, I'm pleased that he was a good man and a good friend. Yeah, we've, we talked about some of the legislative work, which he wasn't in the State House all that long, but he was involved in so many other things, what, as an engineer and land surveyor and lots of things like that, right? Well, he was the city engineer of a whole host of towns and villages throughout Champaign County, and I think some up in Florida as well. So, uh, you know, a lot of folks relied on he and the, and the firm to, to get their day-to-day -day stuff taken care of. Yeah, he seemed to have a good... As well uh, as, uh, go ahead. Well, as well as he, he was chair of the uh, Mass Transit District Board for a number of years as well. Mm -hmm. And someone like that uh, who's involved in the community day to day, I, I just thought he had a really good sense of the pulse of a community, right? Oh, he certainly did. I think one of the things that, that made him special, particularly as divisive as things are today, is you know, Tom was elected or appointed as a, as a Republican. Mostly he was just a uh, he, he represented the area. It made a difference whether you were a D, an R, an I, whatever you wanted to be. You know, if you had a, an idea that needed to be addressed, uh, he was more than willing to take a look at it for you and, and move forward and try to present it and take it where it was. Mm -hmm. Any uh, personal stories with him? Did you guys uh, do things together, go to games together? Well, none of that would take the air probably, but uh, certainly he knew how to have fun. One of the things I thought was always interesting is that when he was in the legislature, his office was across the hall from uh, Stan Weaver. And if you were going to learn something, the knee of anyone, Stan Weaver was the guy to do it. And so he and Tom would get together and, and, and visit. Uh, and, and, and Stan would impart his wisdom on Tom, which, of course, I think made Tom even better legislator. So yeah. uh, I always thought that was that was kind of fun. It, yeah, no, you know, he was just an incredibly fun-loving guy. You know, there was business and then there was fun, and he knew how to – how to excel at both of them, and I think that's what, what made it special. And again, um, for a number of us, he was a very special friend as well. Yep, talking about the passing of Tom Burns, so I, it's probably early. Uh, any funeral arrangements yet? Are we still working on that? No, I, guess? I don't think I, we haven't. I've not. I've had, I haven't. I talked, spoke to his wife briefly last night. Uh, that's when you found out, actually. And then uh, I haven't heard anything since, but I'm sure that you know, that will be coming shortly. He, uh, yeah. uh, I just, you know. We're hoping for thoughts and prayers, and, and we've lost a, a really great community person here uh, with Tom's passing. Yeah, Tom, great to hear from you. Thank you for checking in this morning. Thanks for the call, Brian. Yep, you're welcome. All right, Tom Costello, well-known in town as well and a friend of Tom Burns, who again uh, passed away 
last night. Funeral arrangements are pending. We're at three five six nine three nine seven. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven, or email us at talk at wdws.com. All right, Rick says a nine hundred dollar tax on each bullet sold, and that money goes back to the schools for education. Is uh, Rick's text today? He says, "Go kids!" And this one is from Eric. He says, "There's only one thing to do: put in your school budget. Plan on having armed guards in your school. Number of guards depends on the size of the school. And this was a pretty big school, I think, in Florida. I think it was 3,700 students, something like that, uh, down in Parkland, Florida." You can join us on the phone lines, text, or emails today. A couple of things, too, about the uh, baseball. Back to that for a moment. Uh, Major League Baseball uh, with the uh, new limits, in case you're just joining us, about the trips to the mound. They're trying to speed up the game, get the time of these games back under three hours is their goal. They have went up to three hours and five minutes on average last season. Under the new rule, each team would get, in addition to the six, limit of six, the umpire would basically disallow any more than six visits. Under the new rule, each team would get an additional mound visit without a pitching change for each extra inning. Trips will not count against the limit after an offensive substitution to check on potential injuries or to clean spikes on wet fields. If a team is out of visits, the plate umpire may give permission for additional trips by the catcher in the event of a cross-up on pitch signals. All right, how about that? And Major League Baseball is eliminating the rules, guaranteeing eight warm-up pitches before a half inning. Normally you get eight as the inning starts. You get eight, then they throw it down. So they're eliminating the rules, guaranteeing eight warm-up pitches before a half inning in an effort to keep the between-inning breaks to two minutes and five seconds for most games. There are exceptions relating to injury if the pitcher or catcher finishes the previous half inning on base, at bat, or on deck. Of course, the catcher has to get his, his gear on. So there you go. There's some of the uh, conversation today. We'll have some more texts and emails as those continue to come in. If you can, put your name on them. That would be nice uh, as you attach them to your emails and your texts. That's very helpful to me. And uh, your phone calls, of course, always welcome. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, ben, we got his name. Hi, Ben. How are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? What's going on? Uh, I wanted to call in and, and uh, shift uh, gears a little bit just because I think this is something that flew under the radar last week with with the news out of Florida. Um, but there was an, an important House bill uh, that the Congress considered. Um, it was uh, H.R. 620. Um, it was a, a bill that significantly gutted the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, it, it basically provides for, uh, you know, if, if it were to pass the Senate and be signed into law, um, it would mean that uh, disabled individuals or individuals who are trying to get businesses or other places of public accommodation to be compliant with the law would now um, be shut out of court for months and months and months before they could even get in and start the process of getting a business to comply with the law. Um, Rodney Davis, who represents the University of Illinois, voted in favor of this law that restricts the rights of disabled Americans and guts a law that protects them, which I think is really unfortunate because you know, we are perhaps the premier university in the country for people with physical disabilities. Um, I've contacted his office. I, 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 uh, no one was able to tell me if he took any input from the disabled community here in the district or here at the university. Um, but I, I, I just wanted to, to 
you know, shine a spotlight on that because that vote happened the day after the school shooting, and 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 to 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 see that our congressman is is just willing to throw away the rights of disabled Americans and and kind of put them back in second class status, I think is really appalling and disappointing. Was that a part of a budget bill or was that a standalone bill that's working its way through the House? As, as I understand it, that is a, a standalone bill. So I, I don't okay. know if the Senate has scheduled a vote. I don't believe the Senate has, has taken a vote. Um, uh, I don't know who a, a sponsor was. I do know that Congressman Davis was not a sponsor, but but he was, I, I don't know, like I say, how much how well he considered this vote, but he was certainly happy to, to vote to to basically gut the ADA and make one of its key enforcement provisions worthless for people who who really already struggled, you know, doing the kind of things that I as an able-bodied American am able to do, going to the store, going to restaurants, supporting my local economy. You know, now now we're we're hurting the ability of, of these disabled members of our community to, to be full members of our community. For people that want to Google it and look it up, what's the House bill number, you said? I, I believe it is 620. Thanks for asking. Okay. I think it's H.R. 620. And this, this was a vote that was taken uh, last thursday i believe okay well people can look it up or google that particular ada probably and or bill or whatever and you can find it so okay yeah if you if you search ada congress there'll be the, the first hundred results that come up okay thank you ben thank you appreciate appreciate the call today we're in east lansing michigan we got a text here from Sid, he says, or an email. He says, Brian, I'm concerned about thursday's game against purdue i have tickets for my family here there's going to be extra security why does wearing chief shirts require extra security? Or are they expecting counter-protests and possible violence? Never thought it would come to this. I miss the 80s and 90s. Sad my kids won't ever see the chief, but I will always love the Illini, he says. And this has to do uh, with the story on Sunday, if you saw the uh, paint the hall call has many riled up. Uh, there was a issue regarding Facebook, and the U of I's complained about a logo uh, where it, if you've seen it on Facebook, paint the hall chief. Uh, there was some reaction from Robin Kaler and the, the U of I in general about all of that. So you can check that out in the News Gazette. It was in Sunday's paper. And that's what Sid is referring to. So I know that uh, they do everything they can with security and uh, all the usual measures they take. I know that obviously there will probably be a lot of people that will wear chief shirts. There will be people probably outside that will be uh, protesting that. What happens beyond that, I don't know. Um, hopefully that's all there is as far as that goes. But uh, it's uh, the back and forth on the Chiefs. So you can read about that in the Sunday paper with uh, Julie Worth. We are at, at uh, 10.23 Central Time. Got to keep my time zone straight here. Let's go to uh, Dave. Dave, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Brian. I'm doing great. I uh, wanted to thank you um, for actually making an introduction for me. I... Um, couple weeks ago when you had Willie Comer on, I, you know, I didn't know anything about him really. And I didn't get a chance to call in and talk. And I, I knew that I wanted to talk with him at a much deeper level than I think could have gotten into on the air. So I reached out to him after his uh, interview with you and uh, met up with him, had coffee with him. And our conversation was great. I mean, he's an amazing guy. And I, um, just we had to cut it short because we both had time limit but i our conversation could have gone on for hours so we actually agreed to like try to get together once a month and have coffee and, and talk um i just think he does amazing work in this community especially for um 
you know, something that's taking a lot of headlines um, in, in our paper and, and on the news here with, um, you know, violence um, in the community and stuff with guns. And I think he is, he's just doing some of God's work. And so I just wanted to thank you for making that introduction and, and basically introducing me to a new friend. Well, Dave, good. I'm, I'm happy that happened. And I've gotten to know Willie over the last uh, two or three years, his work for uh, Youth for Christ uh, City Life and with Young Moms. And he, you're right, he is he's also a pastor in town for people that didn't mm-hmm. uh, hear the show. And uh, he's a guy that grew up on the south side of Chicago. He, he had a very tough childhood. Uh, he's yeah. been a pastor. He's been a youth pastor. And he knows what's happening on the front lines, uh, particularly in the African-American community in regards to how, you know, the daily lives and what they face and uh, with young people and, uh, yeah, just doing some wonderful work. And I, I thought he's uh, he's just really comes across really well on the air and, and in person. So I, I know you found yeah. that out. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with all of that. Um, yeah, so thank you. And also I did I did want to touch on what that uh, emailer had said or texter had said about the, the game on Thursday. I'm I'm taking my, my three year old to the game for the first it'll be his first game. And and the thought did cross my mind, like, for the first time ever, do I have to be worried about taking my son to the game and and it's and it seems that there's all this out uh outrage about wearing a, a chief T shirt and and it's just like it make to make people think that there might be a problem uh because somebody wants to wear a t-shirt is just it's it's ridiculous and i um but i'm i'm going to side on the fact that i i think probably nothing is going to come of it because we've got really decent people here in town that that wouldn't do anything uh very extreme so except for yeah. videotape people in the bathroom but uh oh. we'll uh <laughs> we'll see so i uh looking forward to going to the final game of the year hopefully we get a win against the big team and and set the stage for next year um i'm hoping so too thank you dave thanks brian yep appreciate the phone call we'll take a quick break come back with more we've got bill on the line we've got a couple of more emails and texts to get to keep those coming in so work our way through on this open line up until 11 o'clock today on a penny for your thoughts back in a moment Coming up on the bottom of the hour here on this Tuesday, we're in East Lansing, Michigan. Everyone, uh, Judy Frazier always reminded us it was the National Hootie Who Day today. Is that right? Go out and declare the end of winter? Is that what? Uh, <laughs> I think that's right. The National Hootie Who Day. So happy Hootie Who Day, if you will. All right, uh, before the news here real quick, at the bottom of the hour, Bill is up next. Bill, thanks for calling. Hootie Who. Hey, you too. I, I just I just saw a photograph of a Ukrainian skier at the Olympics that made it look like he was flying in space with the stars in the background and dark and just a beautiful photograph. And they said it was taken by a New York Times photographer by the name of Doug Mills. Is uh, that any relation to the Doug Mills around here? Or do you know? Well, I, I would have no clue. Um, uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was, I didn't either, but I figured that stood out in this community. So yeah. I wanted, maybe somebody would know that and, uh, maybe it's a grandson or hmm. I don't know. That's a good maybe question. I don't know. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate the phone call. All right. We have the news headlines coming up. We'll get that in and we'll have more for you. Penny for your thoughts. Been a lot of fun today. A lot of great conversation serious and fun and light. That's what I like on a uh, open line. All topics are welcome. 
Feel free to jump in at any point. We'll continue with more after the news headlines on A Penny for Your Thoughts on this Tuesday on DWS. Welcome back to A Penny for Your Thoughts. We've had a busy Tuesday. I'm up here in East Lansing getting ready for fighting Illini basketball. In fact, the Illini getting ready to, uh, I think they're at the shoot-around right now. They just left a little bit ago to go to the Breslin Center. So they'll be uh, doing their shoot-around. We'll have our game day coverage starting at 4.30 this afternoon from East Lansing. Michigan State with a win tonight can clinch a share of the Big Ten title. Two wins will give them the outright title. Didn't realize they hadn't won an outright title. I think Dave Lone mentioned today since 2009. So it's been a while for an outright title for Michigan State. that sound right? Well, yeah, Ed says they don't need another one. So we'll try to knock them off tonight here in East Lansing. Illinois actually battled the Spartans toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe there in Champaign. If you remember, it was a very physical game. The uh, Spartans committed 25 turnovers in that game, which was the most they had committed in several years. Uh, the problem was Illinois gave up too many layups and slam dunks. That was uh, the biggest issue they faced in that game, and that's going to happen with the way they play defense. But not supposed to happen that often. So you're going to give kind of a, a give and take. All right, let's see here. Let's go back to the phones at 3569397. And let's go to uh, Brian is on the phone with us. Hi, Brian. Good morning. Hi, Brian. Are you there? Yes. How are you, sir? Oh, good. Doing a great job, Brian. Thank you. Hey, why don't these uh, anti-gun protesters spend any of their energy uh, going after Hollywood and the depravity they have there and all they do to desensitize people to evil and gore? You know, they often show violence and dozens of people getting uh, shot and blown up strangled, tortured, and butchered, and they often lack any component of uh, the morality and uh, the effect it has on society at large. Well, I think, there's a, I think there's a definite coarseness to the culture that has evolved over time. We've become more accepting of more violent stuff in our movies, entertainment, you know, become... Uh, there's some things I still grimace at when I, something's about to happen, even in a movie. And I don't watch violent movies hardly at oh, all. Yeah. But when I know it's something's disgusting. about to happen, I cover my eyes because I can't look. But uh, also, I think we've video, as a, yeah. These video games that kids spend hours on depicting uh, massive killings. I mean, <laughs> you know, people just lose their uh, they can lose their sense of uh, humanity. You know, yeah. and uh, it desensitizes them. I but think there's, there's no, I think that I think there's a fact there's, that's a big factor I think. It may not be yeah, the factor but it's one of them for sure. Yeah, there's really no uh concerted effort to go after them. And you know, Hollywood they have their self self-righteous causes out there all, all the time but at the same time they're out there you know <clears throat> degrading society and not showing the best of humanity a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Nope, like I say I I think it is a factor. Um, it's evil. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, hey, hey thanks, thank Brian. Good to hear from you, as always. Appreciate all our callers today, emails and texters. We got a text in from Jimmy. I don't quite understand this, but it says three-hour Major League Baseball game went 14 innings. La won. Thanks. Uh, and also a question from Mike. He says, Brian, do you know if Michael Finky will be cleared to play tonight? As far as I know, he's not been cleared to play. 
tonight. He is on the trip, which is different from the last couple of trips we've had. So he is on the trip, and he, when you talk to him, he, he looks good. But I know there's more to it than just looking good uh, when it comes to um, that concussion protocol. But uh, he is on the trip, which is good to see. But uh, not going to play tonight. Uh, has not been cleared. So that's the word from that. All right, we'll take another break. We'll come back with more here from A Penny for Your Thoughts, our East Lansing version here on Hootie Who Day that Judy Frazier always told us about. We'll come back with more after this. Penny for Your Thoughts, glad you're with us today. And, again, appreciate all the phone calls at 356-9397. You can email us, talk at wdws.com. And uh, you can uh, text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357 is how you can join us. The Beef House, spring will be here at some point, and uh, it's as good a time as any to head to the Beef House in Covington, Indiana. Feels like spring today, I guess, in Champaign with the warm temperatures, wet, but uh, you can drive in the rain over to the Beef House, right, and enjoy a great meal. Uh, of course, the Beef House menu features everything from 8 to 20-ounce ribeyes, petite to extra-large filet mignon, New York Strip, that's my favorite. Chopped sirloin, maybe. Like you, uh, you like your onions on there, the grilled onions. Maybe you like pork. You can have one or two pork chops, depending on how hungry you are. Uh, about a barbecued boneless chicken breast. Had that the other night. Or a three-piece pan-fried chicken dinner. Had some friends had that. Maybe seafood is more your style. The Beef House menu features everything from the shrimp to sea scallops and king crab legs. Not my items. I like the steaks, but... A lot of people like seafood, and they, that's, they've got a great selection there at the Beef House for that. Lots of great sides, rice, broccoli, baked uh, Idaho potato, lots of butter. Don't forget the Beef House rolls. And if you have young ones with you, maybe kids or, or grandkids, you can certainly bring them as well. They have a kid's menu for you there. So uh, check it all out, the Beef House, Covington, Indiana. I talk about it a lot. Couldn't work out the trip this time to East Lansing to go by the Beef House because we flew here. But maybe next time. <laughs> the Beef House in Covington, Indiana, one of our sponsors here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. All right, we're at East Lansing, 6 o'clock game tonight. We have Mike in Champaign with us today. Hi, Mike. How are you, sir? Hey. Hi, Brian. Hey, can you tell me how the U of I is able to host uh, football games at the Memorial Stadium, but they won't allow basketball games in the State Farm Center for high school players? I don't know. I didn't know there was remember, a restriction. Remember when they did that? Uh, yeah. used to ha and you guys could carry it the Saturday, uh, and you'd all take turns uh, announcing the high school game, and, and then the uh, and, uh, IHSA came, comes around and says that U of I or no <coughs> college, uh, you know, t uh, t uh stadium that hosts you know a college team can have the high school because they they uh, it's unfair recruiting i think they call yeah them. and and i don't know uh i don't know mike if it was um part of that had to do with the way it was set up and who was sponsoring it and how it was organized this appears to be just you know because um, in those basketball games you'd have a lot of um you know maybe recruits from teams that illinois had been looking at for instance, you know, uh -huh. I, I'm trying to remember who all played in those games, but there were some guys who wound up at Illinois anyway that played in those games. This football thing appears to be just, you know, you've got like Unities involved, I think, and some other local teams that are just playing a game, whether they're, you know, it's just an IHSA game. So uh -huh. that, might, that might be the difference. All righty. Thanks, Brian. Have a That's, good uh, game tonight. 
All right. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that call, Mike. That's the only thing I can figure is, is that's the difference. And, Ed, if you can look up the release, I know Kent Brown sent it out the other day, the teams that are playing. I think there's four games there, if I remember correctly. All right. Uh, Scott in Champaign is up next. Hi, Scott. Hey, Brian. How you doing? Good. Um, I'm kind of uh, surprised that nobody's called in about uh, Stephen Kaufman's interpretation of uh, the Goodbye administration from last week's letter to the editors. Did you see that? Um, I think I did see it, but remind me of what was said and, and what do you think of it? Well, what he said is he's comparing Illinois' administration to the pedophile problem in Penn State and the uh, sexual predator problem at Michigan State. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I did hear about that. I, mean, I haven't heard a thing about it, but isn't that kind of undermining the uh, administration's uh, dignity and stuff here? And he's supposedly a professor on the staff well, or retired or whatever it is. I think people already have kind of made up their mind about, you know, Professor Kaufman. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think there's well, anything going to sure change their opinion of him, no matter what he says. Well, sure, but it sounds like he's carried it to another step. Yeah, you know, that's... Sort of, he, was, he started off comparing it to the chief, yeah. and then he wound up uh, bringing this issue up. For what reason, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's... Um, that's just my comment. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I, I did not see the letter, but I did hear about it, so... Yeah, well, I'm just... Thank, thank you, I'm Scott, for taking the time to call. Want. Okay, thank you. I appreciate Bye. it. Yeah, thank you. We're in East Lansing, Michigan. Those football games, Saturday, September 22nd, if you missed... Uh, what our previous caller had mentioned, the IHSA football uh, games that will be played. And these are just regular season games because Illinois is playing, what, Penn State on a Friday night, which opened up the stadium for uh, football on Saturday, September 22nd. It's Peoria-Notre Dame against Centennial. 1 o'clock, Olympia versus Unity. 4 o'clock, Bloomington versus Urbana. 7 o'clock, St. Thomas More versus Rantoul. And $5 tickets available game day at the west side of Memorial Stadium. So... That's the in free parking. So you can't beat that, right? Got a email from Mike. He says, longtime Illini fan, but I intend to wear a Purdue shirt to the game. I suggest all Chief supporters do the same. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Boiler up, right? What do they say? Boiler up, hammer down, right, for the boilers? Uh, to Jim in Champaign at 1048. Hi, uh, Jim. How are you? Good morning, Brian. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You don't, you don't sound long, or <clears throat> long distance. Excuse me. Uh, they touched on the hypocrisy of the movie industry, and I agree. Things have gotten pretty violent, and I've, I have a ten-year-old grandson that I, I, I'm not allowed to really put any input in, but he plays video games that just almost make me sick. It's just ridiculous how realistic they are. And I'm not saying that in itself is causing problems, but I'm sure some of this does play into it. And there's an actor named Liam Neeson. He's been in several movies, uh, Taken, Taken 1, Taken 2, Taken 3, where the, like his wife or his daughter's been taken and he goes after the bad guys mm -hmm. in Hollywood. He is the most outspoken 
anti-gun, got to get rid of them, NRA sucks, people suck, need to take the guns away. But you watch any of his taken movies, they kill between 40 and 50, 60 people in those movies, and he's been in several others. And that just gets my goat, that one of the most outspoken people in Hollywood against or anti-gun guy is so willing to take millions of dollars and be in these movies. It's ridiculous. Yeah. There does seem to be a contradiction there, and I understand it's, you know, you're playing a role and you're acting, and but what you're saying is is if he's so anti-gun, he shouldn't get involved in those movies. He, in most of his movies, involve a lot of the shooting, and it's, exactly, and I, I understand an actor's an actor, but he is so outspoken about it that, again, he just continues to do those type movies. So, mm. nonetheless, and I, I thank you much. Go Illinois. All right. Go Illini. Thanks, Jim. By the way, uh, tomorrow morning we will be back in studio in Champaign, of course, after the uh, ball game tonight. And uh, tomorrow we'll have an open line in the first hour and most of the second hour. I'm going to tell you in the second hour tomorrow about an event coming up at the uh, Champaign County Nursing Home, Friends of the Nursing Home. They have an art fair that we'll tell you about that I think you'll enjoy hearing about uh, tomorrow for a few minutes in the second hour, but uh, pretty much an open line for the uh, both hours tomorrow. And we've also got some music uh, for you. We'll bring you away on Thursday. I'm keeping my day straight here. Thursday with a, an a cappella-type uh, concert we'll tell you about that will be going on in the area. So that will be happening uh, as we head for the end of the week. We'll talk a little bit of the uh, wrap-up of the Olympics as it nears its end with David Woods on Friday for 10 to 15 minutes. And then we'll have our Flashback Friday. Last hour of the last Friday of the month, remember? We'll have hour number two on Friday. will be Flashback Friday. We'll let you know what uh, that is all about. As In case you missed the first one, in January we had a lot of fun with that. So that's what's happening here the rest of the week. A lot of discussions on the table today. It's been great to visit with everybody. We'll come back with more Penny for Your Thoughts here in the final few minutes after this here on a Tuesday. Welcome back, Penny, for your thoughts. We are at 10.54, headed for the news here at the top of the hour. We've had a lot of uh, discussion today about the shooting, gun control, uh, violent video games, violent movies. We've talked a little bit about Tom Burns and his passing. In case you missed it, Tom Burns passed away. Heard from uh, several different people, Bill Black, Tom Costello, uh, Chapin Rose, among others. Today on that, we've talked about the new rules for uh, baseball, limiting the number of mound visits, going to see the pitcher. You know, where the catcher wanders out there every couple of pitches. <laughs> They're going to try to put an end to that. Uh, part of that, I believe, with the going to the mound a lot with the catchers, had to do with the, they were worried about s stealing of signals. That was the, you know, or, or manager or pitching coach running out, uh, making sure they had the signal straight so the other team couldn't steal them. So there's been some of that's in combination with that. But we've been discussing that a little bit. Also, uh, Benny... Emails in. He says there are better video games out there. John Madden football and college football. I used to play them. Those are fun. <laughs> and there was a little game. At a, I'm trying to remember. It was a little football game we had in high school. A little video game you play that guys would play. Guys and girls would play endlessly. Where you would. Um, it was like the. Um, like a toggle box. But you would move with your thumbs. And you would move the the football guys around. Of course, there was the electric football games. I mean, those are pretty nonviolent, right? 
I think. All right, uh, 356-9397 is how you can uh, join us on the phone lines. Have a couple of minutes here if you want to jump in before the top of the hour on uh, Hootie Who Day, National Hootie Who Day. Judy Frazier always reminded us of that. Let's see here. We've talked about the um, gun control. It's interesting. Uh, in Korea, they say uh, South Korea, very strict gun laws in South Korea. It's interesting in 2016, they said that in South Korea there were 356 homicides in a nation of 51 million, according to the National Police Agency there. He says, by contrast, there were 762 murders that year in Chicago alone, a city of 2.7 million people. So uh, that was uh, an interesting fact that uh, came across today. And I guess the... Um, Remember Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, 50 years ago is when Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood came out on PBS. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Beautiful day for a neighbor, would you be mine? Remember that? Mr. Rogers. Part of uh, a lot of us uh, in their childhood. All right, uh, we've got a couple of minutes to go here before the top of the hour. Again, the Illini basketball team, uh, they're at shoot-around right now, actually. Over at the Breslin Center, they'll play the Michigan State Spartans tonight at 6 o'clock Central. Scott Beatty will have Illini game day coverage for you at 4.30, as he usually visits with Lauren Tate. We'll cover every angle of the uh, ball game tonight here from East Lansing. And it's interesting because uh, the Illini play here tonight. Then in two nights, they will play Purdue at home. That's a 6 o'clock game. And then out at Rutgers, so they'll leave on Saturday Go to Rutgers, play them, uh, the Scarlet Knights there at the rack at 2 o'clock Central Time on Sunday. And then the team will stay out east in New York because we're in New Jersey anyway and just go to New York and stay there until most likely, as it stands right now, they'll be playing on Wednesday as part of the bottom four teams in the Big Ten unless something changes dramatically here in the next couple of games. Got an email in. It says, speaking of Mr. Rogers, on a text here, he says, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, they're bringing out a new one in theaters, played by Tom Hanks. Didn't know that. So thank you for that text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357. Well, again, we'll have an open line for you tomorrow in the first hour. And then we'll talk to you about an event at Art Fair with the uh, Friends of the Champaign County Nursing Home. Nursing home's been in the news for a lot of different reasons here lately, but uh, this is, I think, a fun event you'll enjoy to hear about. The uh, next day, we'll also have an open line and learn uh, about a music group, an a cappella group, putting together a show down at Unity High School in the second hour. And again, open line in and around all of that. And then Friday, talk about the Olympics briefly with uh, David Woods and kind of wrap everything up as they head for the last weekend. And then we'll do our flashback Friday. And the second hour is we do this last hour of the last Friday of the month. And since February is a short month, we've run out of Fridays. So we'll have our flashback Friday in hour number two. We'll let you more about that as we uh, get closer to it. All right, that's going to uh, wrap it up here for today. We have less than a minute here before the top of the hour. Thanks to Jim Lewis back in our studio. Thanks to Scott Beatty for pitching in. Ed Bond, we've got a whole array of equipment in front of me here to be able to do the show on remote, so we appreciate Ed setting that up for us today here in East Lansing, Michigan. Again, our broadcast time tonight for tip-off, Illinois and Michigan State. 
Spartans can uh, win a share of the Big Ten title with a win tonight over Illinois. The Illini trying to split the season series with Michigan State after losing to the Spartans in Champaign earlier this year back on about a month ago. I think what January 22nd is when that ball game was in Champaign. Thanks to everybody involved in the broadcast, all the calls, emails, texts. Appreciate it very much. See you tomorrow on Penny for Your Thoughts at 9 a.m. This is WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Have a great day. Talk to you tonight.